All right. Well, like I said, tonight's going to be a fun night of excitement. And um, like I said, we're going to be delivering the vision uh, message tonight. Um, and and are, we, are we tuned into our podcast family right now? Is that a thumbs up? I'm so blind, I can't even see. Cool. Uh, yeah, we have our Move, Move podcast family. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to them because I check every week on the statistics of that. Um, I believe we had about like 40, 50 listeners for each and every one of our guest speakers. And so can we give a big hand and just say hello to our Move podcast family because they're alive and existent. Come on, clap your hands for them. Say hello. Hello. Hola, Rafa. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, exciting thing. I mean, a lot of things happen on Vision Wednesday. Um, and so how many of you guys remember previous Vision Wednesdays? Um, anybody? I know like a lot of you were here for Vision Wednesday. So if you want to just raise your hand and help me out. Podcast family, everyone's raising their hand. Um, whose first Vision Wednesday is this? Okay, okay. Well, what we do um, is at the end of the night, uh, I preach a short message with just a short vision statement that kind of encapsulates where we're going for the next season. And so I'm going to share that a little bit tonight, but I'm going to start off with a, uh, a scripture, a passage of scripture. And if everyone could just please stand up like we always do. And if you have your Bibles, whether it's be paper, whether it be electronic, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's the Bible app, go ahead and open it up right now because we're going to the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 17, 17 through 19. Um, that is in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, and so we're going to be talking, we're going to be just looking at something real quick. Literally, this is just such a quick scripture. It caught my attention, and I believe it's so important for us going into season five. So it's talking about Jesus. And he, Jesus, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him for power came out from him and healed them all. Go ahead and turn to your uh, neighbor and say, let's show them. Let's show them. And then you can grab a seat. Let's show them. So if you've been here previous Vision Wednesdays, and of course you can jump on the podcast to follow along, but we've announced visions such as when you move, God moves. Uh, there's an, uh, another one that came right after that. It was called when God moves, you move. That was another one. Another favorite of ours was better, stronger, further. And I was just talking about how we're getting better as Christians so we can get stronger in the faith so that we can go further in our conversations and with uh, many things around that level. Um, and does anyone remember the one from last year? There was a specific no excuses. Turn to your neighbor and just say no excuses, no excuses. Yeah, we... No Excuses was last year's um, season vision. And so this year, I'm proud to announce that this one's going to be called Let's Show Them. And I'll explain a little bit about that. Um, but let's go into this passage of scripture. And literally, we're going to be looking at that first sentence. Jesus, he did two things. And I really want you to point your attention to this. And if you're taking notes, go ahead and just mark these two things. Jesus, he did two things. Well, number one, Jesus came down. What did he do? He came down. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus came down. Number one, he came down with them. And number two, stood on a what? Level place. So he did two things. One, Jesus, he came down. 
Number two, he stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea. We're gonna do two things this semester. We're gonna do two things this season is we're gonna go out to our city and we're gonna go out to our schools and we're gonna go out to our workplaces and we're gonna come down and we're gonna stand at their level. And I gotta apologize because for the first four seasons, we've had really aggressive, evasive uh, visions where it's like, go get them, be this, do that. And, and I'm speaking in layman's terms at the moment, but I think this is a year where we go to them. We don't wait for people to come to us. And I hate to break it, but, but church isn't this thing where we get to build it and people will come. Sorry, Kevin Costner from Field of Dreams, but that's just not the way it is. It's not you build it and then you wait for people to come through the front doors. We got to go out and find people to bring through those front doors. We, there's friends, there, there's family, there's people. There's people that are looking for answers and they're looking for hope. And here's the thing. Here's the craziest thing is that you know the answer. You know the answer. That's crazy. Think about that for a moment. We live in a society, in a culture, and we're surrounded by friends and family that from week to week, day to day, they are looking for something. They are looking for maybe peace. They're looking for contentment. They're looking for love. They're looking for passion. They're looking for identity. They're looking for confidence. But here's the thing. You know deep down well enough in your soul, because you've been coming to church for a while, and maybe you know a little bit about the Bible, but you know deep down that one person that is human, cannot satisfy your needs. You know that one social media app cannot satisfy someone's needs. You know that something that is purchased, something that is bought, cannot satisfy someone's needs or wants. You know the answer. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know the answer already. You know the answer. You know who needs to provide. You know who needs to step into place. And so here's my question. Why aren't we sharing it? Why Aren't there more? And let me point you, let me point your, the reality of the situation is if you knew the answer and you were good at sharing it, then I think there would be a lot more people behind you and to the left of you and to the right of you. That's the reality of it. And that's just not, you know, I'm not just challenging you, I'm challenging myself as well, is that, man, we preach, we have preached for four seasons. We have preached for four seasons. Jesus loves you. He's redemption. He's love. He's grace. But if that is so then why aren't we seeing more people come into this sphere, into this church, into this, into this realm of, of grace that we love to call church? And it's that simple. It's because we've been waiting for people to come, but we need to go after them. It, it's time for us to show them, not just for us to wait for them to be like, hey, you finally came. Let me show you what's going on. No, we go out there, we grab conversations, and we grab people, and we let them know, and we show them who the true God is. That's what we do. We show them. We show them. And so, pretty simple. How do we do this? Remember the two things? He came down, and he stood at their level. Liam, can you come up here? Everyone give Liam my hand. Go ahead and grab a seat right there. Just with your feet hanging off the ledge, yeah. Just grab a seat right there. And, and I know this is really cheesy. I know. But this is, when I thought about this, this is the way that I was visualizing it. Liam represents, I guess, people that are not considered to be going to church. They're not people that would really claim themselves to be Christians. And so they represent different people, friends and family. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe we know them. Maybe they're good friends. They rep he represents all of that. And then I represent a Christian. I represent us for the majority. 
And so some of the times we'll preach a message and you know, we're all holy up here. We, we got on a high from worship and we just feel amazing about ourselves and we feel, man, God loves me. I can't wait to do something. I'm called, I'm, I'm ready for this. And then the next day, Thursday morning, we go to school and we talk about having a conversation and being like Jesus, being like Jesus to someone. And we're like, oh yeah, I can do that. And so we see a friend and we're like, okay, they're struggling, they're in need. I can come over and help them. But what we do is a lot different than what Jesus did in the scripture in the book of Luke that we're talking about. We come down from standing up to maybe sitting down here. But that's not at the same level. When we have conversations, I don't know anyone can relate to me, and I may be preaching here to the 1%. But as Christians, weirdly enough, we're, we're taught to come down to people's level and to communicate to people and connect with them. But we don't actually do it. We, we do it halfway, kind of like what I'm doing here. We come down from this position of standing tall to sitting down, but we're not leveled just yet. We still talk down to people as if we're, we're inferior and we know more and that we're better. But that's not necessarily the case. We just understand that there's a better person out there that can help us with what's going on. And, and so what Jesus is saying is saying, I need you to come down. I need you to come down from your level up here. And I need you to sit down and level with the person that you are trying to communicate and connect with. Is everyone understanding this? Everyone understanding this? There's a difference between sitting up here as a Christian and feeding someone Bible verses and giving them John 3, 16, than actually coming down here and walking with them and talking with them and actually communicating to them as a human being and not like they're just some study book that we read somewhere else in a message or in some kind of study guide. Is this making any sense? Because I want us to be the correct movement. I want us to be a God movement. And for us to be a God movement, we have to be those that empathize with people, not just sympathize. Sympathize sits up here and we look at someone's situation and we say, oh man, that's really bad, that sucks. But empathizing says, hey, I'm gonna come down here and sit with you and go through this with you and help you all the way through it. Thank you, Liam. Can everyone give Liam a hand? And I have a couple of stories because I just explained to you a major concept and it's that shift, that shift from sitting on a, a stool to sitting on the floor. That's the biggest shift that you're going to make this season as a Christian if you are looking to communicate with someone and get them to church. That's the biggest shift that you can do this season is be able to talk to someone and communicate to someone as a human being. And, and, and I got to say that words don't mean much, but actions mean so much. Does that make sense? Words, we can say them, we can preach them, we can declare them, kind of like what I'm doing right now. But if I don't follow up this message with no action, then this sermon that has been for about 10, 15 minutes at the moment, it just means nothing. And I want to be a movement, and I want us to have character, and I want us to be leaders that when we say things, we go out and do it. More or less, not so much just backing up our words with actions, we just lead first with actions. We just do it. We step right in and we make it happen instead of saying, hey, I'm going to come in and talk to you. I'm going to make it happen. No, you don't even talk anymore. You just jump right in. Because Jesus does that. You look at the scripture right there. There's no dialogue. There's no, there's no sermon that's recorded by Luke. There's only actions that we see in this passage. And look at, 
it goes somewhere because it says, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were what? Cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him for power came out from him and healed them all. No words, no dialogue, no sermon, no preaching, no podcast. It was Jesus just doing. It was Jesus just moving. It was Jesus just what? Coming down and leveling it out with someone. That's how he was able to lead. That's how he was able to change lives. And so I got a couple of stories and I just thought about them right now. But, but Trajan, I didn't talk to him about this before, so I hope you're not necessarily offended by this. But Trajan's, I love this guy. How many of you guys love Trajan? He's a man of God. We love him. He's great. Well, I'll tell you what. It has been a long journey for Trajan. A couple of years ago, we met, and he was this big football star. We were really excited for him. I was really excited to get, like, season tickets to the Seattle Seahawks. I was so stoked for it. I was ready for it. Um, but unfortunately, that wasn't the plan. That, that wasn't what ended up to be the, um, that's not what happened. Um, because a couple of years ago, he had torn his ACL. It, he torn his ACL once, and it was horrible, right? It was awful. It was painful. It was a huge setback. But knowing Trajan, he didn't give up. He was like, I'm gonna get healthy again. I'm gonna get up again. I'm gonna go at it again. That's Trajan. If you just know him, he's that way. So he goes at it a second time, going, to his, going through his football career in high school. I went to a game. It was awesome. Fun to see him play. And then a couple weeks after that, he calls me and he tells me, hey, I tore my ACL again. And that's when we had a hard conversation and he had to make a hard decision about whether or not this football career, this dream of his would continue through all this pain and hurt or it would maybe have to come to an end and we may have to explore other options. But I remember something. I don't know if you remember this day as well, but it's probably one of the, um, the most memorable days that I can remember as being a youth pastor is that we were talking on the phone and we we're talking about this horrible thing that had just happened and this horrible news that we just heard about, because I knew how much it meant to him. And if it meant a lot to him, it meant a lot to me. And, and, and um, in that moment, I knew that words weren't enough. And I'm pretty sure he knew words weren't enough. Be like, hey man, I could just read him the, uh, the, the motto playbook, right? The quotes of like, hey, you'll get it next time. Hey, you'll do better next time. There's always next year. And it's like, we don't wanna hear that. <laughs> You know, have you ever failed at something? Have you ever like given up, has something ever come up short on you? And the last thing that you want to hear is words that were stitched on a pillow that's sitting on your grandmother's couch. You don't want to hear that. And, and, and in that moment, I knew he didn't want to hear that. And so what we did, I said, hey, I have my day off. Thank God. Let's go and just hang out. And so where did we go? Do you remember? We went to Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any fans of Double Dragon? This message is sponsored by Double Dragon. Please give me free food for life. Anyways, and so we went to Double Dragon. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't necessarily talk about the injury. That was part of it. We started off with that. But we started talking about other things. We talked about the fortune cookies we got. We talked about how bad the service always is at Double Dragon. <laughs> we talked. <to> <laughs> 
We talked about how that place smells like a toilet sometimes. But oh my gosh, we talked about how good that food was. Yeah. That lunch special, Monday through Saturday, 11 to 3 p.m. Yep. <laughs> and um, it was a great time. It was a phenomenal time. And in that moment, I just remembered, and I think I know to this day that actions do speak louder than words. Because I could have easily called him and been like, hey, you'll get him next time, champ. I mean, you're Trajan. You'll be good to go. You got this. All right. Love you, bro. See ya. Bam. But I want to challenge you. Go that extra mile. I want you to come down and sit at their level. This year, this season, I want you to get off the stage. Whether you're a leader, whether you're a pastor, whatever it may be, whether, I don't know, you got like a superior role wherever you work at, or maybe you're like in some kind of exclusive club, like Stugo, I don't know, I hate Stugo. <laughs> but maybe you're something like that. I want you to come down off that pedestal that you got, that you probably made yourself, and I want you to level and sit with the people that Jesus wants you to sit with. That's how, let's show them. Let's not talk about it. Let's not preach about it. Let's show them. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's show them. This is the year. Let's show them. Let's show them. Let's show them. Rafa, can you come up here and play the keys like you always do with your ivory fingers? Can we give a hand for Rafa? Man, we love Rafa. And, and I'm closing here. Actions speak louder than words. Doing something means so much more than saying something. Jesus didn't say a word in this scripture. And you know what's so cool about this scripture? Is it's like a transition. It's like a fade. You know, you ever seen a movie and it fades? And then like, like a Star Wars transition does like the little circle wipe. You know, like that's cheesy. Anyways, that's what this scripture is kind of. Because if you look at the book and if you look at the chapters, it talks about how Jesus is doing this awesome miracle a couple of verses before. And then it talks, then it has this scripture. And then he jumps to the next chapter and he's like somewhere else. And so I think Luke literally is just saying, hey, I don't want my readers to be confused. So I'll give them a little transition to, to let them know that, hey, Jesus traveled in this time to get to the other place, just so you're not confused. But I was like, wait, 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 stop right there. Something significant happens in the middle, in the unknown, in the forgetfulness. And that's what we're looking at today. And not a single word of dialogue from Jesus is said in this scripture. I think that's so significant. One more story for you. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever shared this actually. If I did, you'll just hear it again. But when I was young, I'm, I'm still kind of young. I know I'm, a be, I'm about to be a father. I know I'm about to be a father, y'all. But I'm not old. But you guys made me feel old last week when someone said they were born in 2008. And I was like, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh. Whoo. Anyways, and, and I was fairly young. I was in my early years of college and I was stupid. I was hurt and I didn't know how to deal with hurt. So one night I had too much of the drink. I drank too much. <laughs> I had gotten drunk. It was really bad. I didn't know how to deal with hurt. This is not a message that condemns this. This is a message that encourages you to change or at least deal with some things that we may not know how to deal with when we're older. And so I was drunk. I was stupid. I came home to the apartment that I was living in. And guess what? 
my brother, my best friend, Brandon, was sitting at our apartment. And um, I shouldn't speak louder than words. And to this moment, to this day, I can't tell you what Brandon said to me. Obviously, because I was out of my mind and I was drinking something. I couldn't remember. I can't remember a thing. But you know what I remember? Is I remember him slowing down, coming down, and getting on my level. And just saying, hey, it's gonna be okay. He took me to bed, laid me in bed, got me ready for bed. Like the big brother he is, he took care of me. I don't remember any words that were said that night. All I remember is what my brother did for me. And from that night on, I knew I had to change. I knew I had to change. Guys, this is the season where we show them. We show Bernalillo, Rio Rancho, more Rio Rancho because a lot of us are more from Rio Rancho. Hashtag Joshua Hallmark. Because <laughs> that whole night he was talking about Bernalillo. But this is the year, this is the season where we show them. Can you please stand up with me? Show them. Don't talk about it. Don't plan it. Don't be like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, no, just shut up. Just show them. Just show them. I'm going to bring it back. But imagine, this is what blew my mind. When I was putting together this message, it blew my mind when I thought about this. Because this is not just coming from my mind, it's coming from God the Father's mind. God stood above everything and he saw a world that was filled with sin. He saw a world that was filled with hate. It was a mess. And he looked at it, and he could have done anything, y'all. He could have done anything. He could have made his own stones and his own gauntlet and snapped his own finger. He could have made his own time turner and turned back time. Uh, he could have put his trust in a human man to become a vigilante and put on a mask and save the world. He could have done a lot of things. But he looked at the mess and the sin that we were in. And he said, you know what? I have so much love for these people. I have so much forgiveness for these people. I won't just tell them and put it in a book and have them read it in a millennium or two. I'm gonna show them. And so I'll bring a part of me who is my son and so that I can come down and step down from my superiority as a deity and a God and I'll bring a part of my DNA and I'll come down and send my son so that I can be at your level as a human being and walk the same walk that you're doing. How awesome is that? We're, it's just not a move vision, y'all. It's a God vision. Let's show them. This year, I want you to grab someone tomorrow and show them. Be like, I'm not gonna invite you. You're coming along with me. What do you do next Wednesday? I don't care. Get in my car. <laughs> Let them know that you're gonna take them to the car. And come along and I'll show you this awesome thing called move and we'll have a fun time at church because next week is move hangout. And then Brandon Yazzie is preaching next the week after that for reply all. It's gonna be an awesome series. But let's show them. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's show them. 
And I want you to turn to the other one and shout it out a little bit louder. Let's show them. And I want you to see someone from the back, find someone in the front or the back and say, let's show them. This year, this season, let's show them. Come up to the front. Move, come up to the front. All of you, single file up here. Get on up here. Why are y'all just looking at me? Come up here. <laughs> there you go. It's gonna be a little weird, but sometimes you gotta get weird to get somewhere. I want you to close your eyes. Don't fall asleep. This is the time where we're gonna get out the snakes and the blankets. I'm just kidding. But close your eyes, close your eyes. Don't look at me. Why are you looking at me? Close your eyes. <laughs> All right, here's the challenge of the night. Eyes closed, I want you to lift up your hands. They can be as high as you want, they can be as low as you want, whatever you want, whatever's comfortable. I ain't forcing y'all to do anything. Just make sure those hands are shown. And what we're doing is an act of surrender. What we're doing right now is surrendering to God. Have your way, may your will be done. May your will be done. Show me, Father. Show me the way. Show me what you want me to be. Show me the leader that you need me to be. Give me the words. Give me the ways. Show me a dream. Give me a vision. Speak to me. Peace, contentment. Fill me up right now.